0: And you can find that link in the show notes. Hello, my dear ones. How are we doing today? We have for you a very important, very timely, and very ultimately uplifting episode for you today. And we're going to be talking about difficult times and challenges that may lie ahead many Not just spiritual people, but economists, people from all different walks of life and thought are indicating that the potential for changes and even upheaval in our financial systems are are on the horizon. And depending on who you talk to, you get different timeframes. Many in the spiritual community are saying that it will be in the next three to five years. So it's not today. It's not tomorrow. And why that's important is we do have time to prepare and we do have time to get creative, which is why I really like the title of this episode, How to Get Creative and Prepare for Uncertainty and Changes in Our Financial Systems. And I have the pleasure of speaking to someone who knows a lot on this topic, Leah Steele. Leah is a gifted wealth strategist. I was on her podcast a few months ago, and she and I really, really connected and bonded on each other's podcasts, and it was a real thrill chatting with her on this topic that I received so much from, and I have a strong hunch you will too. So in today's episode, Leah reveals some of the things she sees happening in our financial structures in the years ahead and how this will affect soul-guided entrepreneurs, what we can do to get creative and prepare, and how we can set ourselves up to thrive during times of uncertainty. We'll end on an invitation that will have you connecting to your higher self and divine guidance team so you can always be guided to your next best step so you and your business can grow and succeed no matter what's happening in our outer world. So, you're going to want to stay with us until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammel, your host and soul guide. Hey there, soul guide circle. That is the name of this community of soul guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the soul guide circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 1,400 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Today, I had the absolute pleasure to chat with Leah Steele about how to get creative and prepare for uncertainty and changes in our financial systems. Leah Steele is a holistic wealth strategist author, and podcaster. She teaches holistic wealth as a means to simultaneously achieve infinite divine and human potential. Her superpower is helping people deconstruct financial slavery consciousness and step into the new earth timeline where economic and personal sovereignty is the reality. This episode is both important and timely. So may you receive as much from Leah's wisdom as I did. Please enjoy. Hi, Leah. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio.
1: Hi. Happy to be here.
0: I am thrilled that you're here, and I'm super excited about the topic we're going to be exploring into today. So we're talking about how to get creative and prepare for uncertainty and changes in our financial system. And I would love, Leah, your perspective on some of the things you see happening in the months and years ahead and how this may impact soul-guided entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things to be talking about right now because I really truly believe that, you know, it's not intended to be a doom and gloom kind of thing, but I believe that when we're prepared, and we have the ability to sort of look into the future and see some things that we can be doing to make sure that we're prepared, then we actually get to thrive even when the world is in times of global chaos.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think a lot of us just, a lot of people experience that even in the last couple of years with all the global changes in our, in the health environment and I feel like, uh, I, I, speaking on my, on behalf of myself, I felt really prepared for these changes that we experienced in 2020 and 2021. And my business just took off in the last couple of years. And I feel like despite all the challenges and difficulties and, and that, that, that has been present, there's also been a real element of thriving. Have you experienced that in the last few
1: years as well? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the thing for me that has been really fascinating about this whole thing is that the last two years have actually been the best financial years I've ever had in my life. And I believe that is because I was able to pivot when I saw that my community was needing a little bit different type of support from me. But I also, you know, have spent years doubling down on personal practices and mindset and focusing on elevating my energy and my vibration and my frequency. And so when all of this really started happening, just putting those tools into practice and into play and then consciously connecting to my higher self and source and asking to be guided to the next right action is really what enabled me to pivot and start serving my community in the way that they needed to be served and as a result of that, you know, I've had two of the best financial years I've ever had in my business and in my life.
0: Yes, I love it. And I can really say something similar. These have also been my two best years in my life. And I had a lucrative career before I started my business, so really even with that factored in, and I feel like I was putting some similar things in place. So, I'd love to dig into it and this episode really is about thriving. And it is not, I, I totally agree, Leah, it's not doom and gloom. However, I think awareness is key. So let's just start with that and just start with some of the things you do see happening in the future that may impact us in the financial structures.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that we can look to astrology and planetary transit in the past to predict what's going to be happening in our future. And the astrological and planetary transits that have been happening over the last two years and that will continue happening over the next four to five years are supporting a collapse of our financial systems and structures as we know it. And that can sound really scary when we just kind of make a blanket statement like that. But the thing that's really important for us all to realize is the existing systems and structures aren't working. So we have a currency that is one of the power currencies on the planet, the U.S. dollar, that is no longer backed by anything other than the commodity that is the people who are born in that country. So I'm American and we are, you know, that from the time we get our birth certificate and we're registered with the United States of America, we are then treated as commodities because our U.S. dollar is backed On our labor, the labor of its citizens. So that system, it just, it, it it was never going to last forever. And we're in a place right now where we're beginning to see that coming apart. And so with, you know, with sort of what's happening in the world, in addition to adding in, you know, what we've seen happen in the past history repeating itself and then just where the astrological transits are occurring and are happening, we are headed into a collapse of our financial systems and structures as we know it. And I feel like ultimately this is what humanity needs to ascend and step into higher states of consciousness because we can't continue to exist the way that we are right now. And slavery of all kinds, which is what the global economy is built on, it is not conducive to us as a Race of beings on this planet evolving past the point that we're at right now.
0: Yeah. That's so amazing. And it really is that idea that, well, it doesn't have to, but it often does crumble before it can really be rebuilt to something better.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's what we're heading into now is the crumbling. You know, we're seeing a big push towards people that are investing in cryptocurrency and are really looking for decentralized currency and money. And, and that is because people are recognizing and realizing the fault in the current system and people no longer want to be controlled and manipulated with their money. And so, you know, we're already seeing these alternatives come into play. And while I don't actually believe that anything that is in the market currently is going to end up being what we end up trading as currency, I think that we're beginning to see the direction that the world is going into and i do believe it will be some form of decentralized cryptocurrency i just don't think it's any of the ones that are popular and on in in are being traded right now
0: right right and can you tell our listeners who don't know what cryptocurrency is
1: yeah. So, well, cryptocurrency. So, you know, we've got we have different types of currencies. So we have fiat currency, which is just like our paper money and our our centralized banking system, which is global in nature. So, really, regardless of where you live in the world, there is a a tangible currency or a fiat currency that is our paper money that we trade, and in some Countries, it's backed by precious metals or resources, and in some countries, it isn't. It's backed by other things like humans. <laughs> um, and so we, so so that's kind of fiat currency, and then cryptocurrency is decentralized currency. So it is currency that exists on in a trading market in an electronic capacity, and it. Oh, I'm like, how do you explain cryptocurrency to people that maybe don't even know? What it is, it's a digital currency basically that can be used to buy goods and services and it uses an online ledger. And so it's like, it's, it's data essentially. The medium of exchange with cryptocurrency is, is binary data. And do you think that's ultimately better? You know, I'm not sure that it's better. I think that because we live in a technological age and because we will continue to advance technologically, it is just where we're going as a race. Personally, I actually believe that we would do a lot better to be in more of a, in a a system that was actually backed by resources. When the, the United States came off the gold standard was really when we began to see the downfall of how, of economic stability. And so I think that when we were we were trading value for value and resources and and operating more in the barter type systems, you know where we were trading a cow for you know whatever supplies we needed. I think that that is a system that is probably much more suited to humanities staying in integrity. But again, we live in the information age and we live in a technological age, and so I just believe for better or worse, this is where we're going,
0: yeah. It's interesting you should say that I was a Peace Corps volunteer, which for the non-Americans is a volunteer organization in the United States. And I lived for two years in a village in the middle middle of the Danube Delta in Romania. And I'm sure it's not like this anymore, but this was back in the 90s. And, you know, it was still very it was still very transitioning away from communism. And this village still used it was, you know, in Europe. Right. And it still used the barter system and you could buy bread with fish. And I remember marveling about how incredibly efficient it was. Yes. You know, and they'd been doing it for generations. So yeah, I, I have witnessed how that can really be a real thing and it can really work. Leah, you have said that, and again, this is not a doom and gloom episode this is getting helping you to get per- creative and prepared so you can thrive and so i think this is an important question as part of that you have said that safety stability and security is an illusion can you tell us what that means yeah
1: well i i i think what i mean by that in context is that the things that we used to believe gave us safety stability and security they no longer exist and you know at some level for many generations, we've been operating under an illusion that our corporate jobs, our governments, our financial institutions and organizations are operating in our highest and best good and have our best interests at heart when that just hasn't ever been the case. If you live inside America, you I mean, if you live anywhere in the world, you know about the American dream. And think that that the world has been programmed and conditioned to believe that the way that The United States is set up serves its citizens and that's actually, you know, not the case. People are working and existing in financial internment and living in states of financial slavery consciousness to support a global financial agenda that doesn't have their highest and best good at heart. And so, and I think that what we've actually seen is over the last two years as these things that we believed gave us safety stability and security began to be so easily stripped away and taken away from us we start we're now actually starting to see the illusion of that story
0: yeah that's really profound so with that in mind getting back to this idea of us empowering ourselves so we we understand what's happening we see what's happening And now it's shifting into how can we empower ourselves to be creative and be prepared? If it's shift, if it's flow, make the right decisions if and when financial instability does occur. And so what are some of the things we can do to get creative and prepare for the changes ahead?
1: Well, I think the you know, two of the most important things are is that we begin to open up additional streams of revenue that we don't. Put all of our financial eggs in one basket and one stream of revenue that we start to diversify, that we, you know, begin looking at other ways that we can earn income and bring in money, whether that's through passive investment or home based businesses or some kind of, you know, side job or side hustle. I really think that over the next 12 months, one of the most important things that we can do is begin to open up as many streams of revenue as we can into our homes, you know, and, and to me, that's like each earning member of the home really looks carefully and seriously at opening up an additional stream of revenue. That's the first thing that I think we can do to be prepared. The other thing is that I think it's really, really important that we diversify how we're folding our money. And so, you know, that we don't have it all in banks, that we certainly don't have it all in big financial institutions and organizations. I believe it's important that we begin to keep different types of currency on hand. I think that one of the best things people can do right now is start investing in some precious metals and some silver and some gold and having that easily accessible and available, whether that's in a safe in your house or at a some kind of safe deposit box. I would recommend not having that safe deposit box be in a bank if possible. So those are just kind of some of the things that intuitively and through sort of these connections and the downloads that I get from Source and, and my higher self are the things that that have been really that I've been getting really strong guidance to share with my community.
0: And for the soul guided entrepreneurs that are listening, can you give us a few more examples of things they may want to consider in terms of opening up other streams of revenue?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the best things about being entrepreneurs is we have an entrepreneurial spirit. But I think often, you know, especially when we begin to do our purpose work or we begin to do our divine mission work and the things that we really, really believe are the ways that we're here to serve. Sometimes we get a little narrow minded. It's difficult for us to see, think outside the box and to see other ways that we can, while still doing our service work and that work that's really important for us to do in the world, also make sure that we're properly resourced so we have the ability to do that work in the world. And so, you know, I always encourage my clients to begin to take a look at within their businesses that they're doing, are there additional streams of revenue right inside your business that you're not seeing? You know, could you start a monthly membership? Could you, do you have content that you could repurpose into some kind of offer Can you do collaborations with other people in your field and bring a greater audience to you or open up another offering in that way? So I think there's lots of ways that we can do it, but we have to start getting creative. And for me, the best way to do that is to simply ask for guidance from your higher self, ask for guidance from source, ask to be shown what some options are for you to actually open up additional streams of revenue.
0: Yes, I love that. And I really want to, reassure the listeners what they already know to be true and that you don't have to go through this alone and you don't have to have this all figured out. I mean, this is complicated stuff on certain levels. And, you know, source is here. Your higher self is here. Other non-physical consciousness is here to really guide us, guide you, guide the collective through these changes and guide us to, as you were saying, Leah, our next best step. And I think sometimes it could be a little bit overwhelming to like think about, everything and all the changes. And there are some doom and gloom scenarios out there depending on what channels you're tuning into. But if you just step back and say, I am going to tune into my higher self, I'm going to tune into Source and just call in my next best step, I think you'll always be guided forward. And that's really what you were talking about, Leah, when you were reflecting back on your the last two years where there's been a lot of challenges on planet. Yet in your business, you've really thrived and you talked about your personal practice and elevating your vibration and being guided by higher self and source. And I imagine you're just going to continue to fortify this practice and do the same thing as you go forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that it, for me, cultivating that connection to our higher self and source, like it's the thing that I believe we're disciplined about nothing else. We should be disciplined about that. And. We should be disciplined about that when things are good, because that's often the time where we start, we'll start slacking off, like things are going well. And so we'll, you know, we'll like ease up and we won't be as disciplined, we won't be as dedicated. And I really believe that that's actually the time that we need to be doubling down is when things are good, because it's so difficult to maintain those practices when things get hard. But if you've created that discipline and you've created, you know, you flex that muscle to the point that you know how powerful it is because you you see the results in your life because of your consistency and your discipline and your dedication. Then when things do get difficult, you've automatically got this tool that you know that you can go to. And because you've been flexing the muscle, you know, you may not be doubling down when times get hard. You may be just trying to like, hang on. You still have that practice and you still have, you know, it's like, I call it banking soul. So it's like, you know, when you're doubling down on your personal practices, when things are good, it's like you're just banking soul. You're banking soul guidance. You're banking soul knowing. You're banking soul wisdom. When things get rough, it's like you've got the savings of energy and frequency and and support.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I really love that. Double down when things are good and bank soul. That is super, super brilliant. And I would be curious to know, Leah, what are some of the things in terms of Elevating vibration. You've already mentioned some of the different th- ways you do it, but can you say more a bit about your practice to just elevate that energetic vibration?
1: Yeah, well, I'm a big, big proponent of journaling. I love journaling. So that's a uh, uh, definitely a non-negotiable for me. I am also a huge fan of this beautiful micro-frequency device called Healy. So that's definitely something that's part of my daily wellness Routine and is a hack that I use for elevating frequency and vibration, and uh, obviously, meditation is incredible and and I'm a big fan of meditation. For me, being in nature is really, really important. I live by the ocean, and just being able to have that connection to the part of nature that elevates my mood and and my vibration is really, really important. And you know for some people, that's the mountains, for some people that's the ocean. Like just, but, but identifying what that is for you and then making sure that you're able to connect to nature. It's like such, it's so easy to literally just go out in nature, connect with our planet to raise our vibration. So that's something that's really, really vital and important to me. And I really like to do, I do conscious parallel realm visitation. So. I'm a big fan of tapping into quantum field energy. And so I do a lot of meditative practice that include that.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yes, those are amazing energy vibration practices. I am so with you on connecting to nature. I go out with my dog. I leave my phone at home and I also live by the ocean. I feel like the ocean for me also cleanses me of electromagnetic frequencies that <laughs> are Like I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that kind of exposure to the stuff in the air that you don't really see. I feel like I get cleansed from the ocean from that. And I definitely feel my vibration raise. And I always come back with some sort of amazing insight from nature. So I would love to know your take, Leah, on as we prepare and as we get creative, what should we maybe not do or what would you
1: encourage us to steer away from? Well, I think that Remembering to not panic is really important and that you said something earlier about, you know, that, that we are actually always being guided by source and our higher self. And, you know, there's lots of very, there's lots and lots of very benevolent energies that surround us all the time that are here and are supporting us. And I think it's really important to remember that and that the highest level version of ourself is constantly conspiring in our favor. And so when things get a little bit sticky and when thing or when things get difficult, like to bring ourselves back to those, to that knowing at a deep full level is really important because as this world begins to change and evolve, there are going to be times where it gets difficult. And you know, I think we've seen this over the last two years that, you know, there there has been a tremendous amount of fear that has been rippling through the collective over the last couple of years. And so I think it's really important that we remember like who we are, that we're divine, immortal beings that just happen to be, you know, incarnated here on this planet, having a 3D experience, but we chose to come here. We chose to be here at this time. And so just not getting so lost in our humanity that we don't remember our divinity. So that's, you know, I think that's probably the major thing that I would say people should not do.
0: Oh, my gosh, those are brilliant quotes, Leah. Not get so lost in our humanity that we forget our divinity. That is a quotable. That's like copyright that. And then I also love our higher self. The higher level version of our self is constantly conspiring in our favor. Beautiful. I completely agree. And so let's and then you also mentioned, you know, as the world changes and evolves, you know, there's going to be upheaval. There's going to be things breaking down. And as we mentioned earlier, it's going to break down and prov- provide us a beautiful divine opportunity to rebuild better systems where everyone can thrive and everybody's sovereign and everybody has the ability to claim their sovereignty and what's in their highest and greatest good. So what, what do you see if, if, you know, for those who claim this and walk this path and want this sovereignty and want to thrive, and I suspect not everybody is going to walk this path but for those who do what are some of the better ways of living and being that are potentially on the other side of the upheaval
1: well I believe that, that this is we're experiencing this so that we can have a bit of a reset and have a more realization as a collective about what actually serves the collective And so for me, you know, I think that on the other side of this, and I believe it's probably seven years from now, I don't think it's going to be tomorrow or that, you know, I don't think it's going to be next year or the year after that or the year after that. I think that when the dust all settles that this thing, you know, we're probably about seven years out from where we are right now. There's going to be a better version of humanity that we are going to be more connected to each other, that we're going to be more connected to the planet. That we're going to be more connected to sustainable ways that we can coexist with the other species of energy on this planet. I think we're having a really big wake up call right now. And I, you know, I think that we will be spiritually and techno- technologically advanced. I think that we're getting ready to move into a new golden age that will be unlike any that humanity has experienced on this planet before. But I do think that we needed a big wake up call. And so I think that's what we're going through right now. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. And I really do share your assessment of this golden age that is here. And yeah, it's going to be, as we've already seen, times of challenges, upheaval, and there is a beautiful, bright, better version of humanity and more sustainable. I think that's a great word on the other side of it. So Leah, I always ask my guests to leave our listeners with an invitation with regards to our topic. So inviting them to do something, be someone. So what invitation do you have for our listeners?
1: My invitation is to remember that you are the most powerful creator in your reality, which means that you get to live any life that you decide that you want to live, that you are more guarantee. So when you invest in yourself on all levels, financially, at a soul level, spiritually, energetically, vibrationally, when you invest in yourself, that's how you become properly resourced and are able to actually do your best spiritual and soul work in the world. And that's really what humanity needs right now.
0: So beautiful. Couldn't agree more. That is amazing invitation. Leah, this has been a really powerful and important and timely episode. I feel the energy of the listeners really receiving and needing this information. So I know that there are people out there who would love to learn more about you. You have an amazing podcast. So how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you want to know more about me and the work that I do podcast is a great place to start for Wealth Witch Podcasts. It's everywhere podcasts are streamed. I'm the Leah Steele on all the social medias. So you can find me anywhere by plugging in that handle. And then you can always just visit my website, which is www.theleahsteele.com. Oh,
0: that's so amazing. And I do really encourage you to check her out. And you have really cool branding too. I love your branding. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. So all those links will be in the show notes. Leah, truly, truly, thank you so much for taking the time to share your
1: wisdom with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here.
0: And I'd like to thank you so much, dear listener, for tuning in. And I am reading reviews on the air. so. If you feel so called, if you feel so connected to leave a rating, give a few kind words and a review, you can mention your website and I'll give you a shout out on the air with lots of love and gratitude. So that's all I have for you today, my dear ones. And until next time, may your soul guide the way. ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency dissolve the doubt and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve find a link to download on my website alisonscammell.com as well as in the show notes